This episode of the Gospel Underground is brought to you by The Passport, an exclusive online community for independent gospel artists looking to build and grow their music ministries from major impact. Members of The Passport receive access to live sessions with industry professionals, networking opportunities with other gospel artists, classes, resources, and so much more. If you are ready to grow your music ministry and connect with like minds in community, then The Passport is your ticket to taking your music ministry to the world. Visit www.thegospelunderground.co forward slash community to begin your free two-week trial today. Now let's get back to the show. You're listening to The Gospel Underground the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levine. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. Praise the Lord, family, and welcome back to another episode of the gospel underground. I am your host, Janice Levon, and as always, I count it an honor and a privilege to serve you and support into your music ministry. I am so super excited about today's episode because I shared with you all last week that I am bringing back my interview series. Today is the first episode back (laughs) of Underground Conversations, our interview series where we interview artists and gospel music industry professionals to continue to support and help you and inspire you on your music ministry journey. So today's first guest is none other than my girl, Simona. Oh, you guys. This conversation was so, so good. Simona was dropping gems. It was just a great time. And I know that you all are going to enjoy this episode. This is going to be a two-part episode. So make sure you listen this week and then tune in for next week. And also you can see the video version of this episode on our YouTube channel. So I will go ahead and link to the video in our show notes. So if you want to watch us talk... (laughs) You can definitely do that on our YouTube channel. While you are there, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment, all right? So before we get into the episode, I want to go ahead and read her bio just so that you all are familiar with her. Simona is a multi-talented contemporary gospel vocalist and singer born in Oakland, California and raised in Sacramento. Simona is making music that is thoughtful, conscious, and driven by a desire to motivate, inspire, comfort, and spread love and joy to all those that hear it. Her music exhibits not only her versatility and vocal prowess, but out-of-the-box jazzy gospel music sound. This is the music that will push the boundaries of our perception as well as inspire and drive us to introspective conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you my conversation with Simona. All right, everybody. I am so, so excited about this very first guest that I've had. I actually haven't had any guests in a while. So I'm so excited to bring just an amazing talent to you all. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Simona. Sis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Hey, Janice. 
Happy yes. to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. I just feel like I've known you for like 30 years, but we actually yes. never even met. This, this is our first face-to-face interaction, but, you know, we just have kindred spirits and um, I'm so excited to bring you on to the show. I've already gone ahead and read your bio, but I love for my guests to introduce themselves. So if you would just introduce yourself to the audience now. Okay. Well, my name is Simona, and I was born in Oakland, California, raised in Sacramento, California. Um, I'm the middle child. I have two brothers that I was raised with. Um, You know, older parents kept me in the church, P-A-W, apostolic, you know. My husband always says that I be set tripping over here talking about P-A-W, but you know, you know, (laughs) it's a part of who I am, but nevertheless, um, I... I'm just a regular person. I work. I do IT, believe it or not. Um, And I'm a wife. I'm a mother. And I'm just happy to be here with you guys today. Yes, yes. And, you know, Simona is so sweet and humble, but she is just the bomb.com, y'all. And we're going to get into it in this conversation. But um, like I said before, you and I are just kindred spirits. We actually came to know each other from a different social media network. And then you came on over to Facebook and we have just been just like together ever since. Okay. Uh, we have oh, so yeah. much in common. You said you, you guys are out of PAW. So my people come from out of cool JC who came out of PAW. So we all apostolic up in here set tripping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. All the way into your story. Tell us about your upbringing and how you got your start in music. Okay, so my upbringing. Um, well, there's so many different things I could say. I mean, where do you want me to start? Like, girl, it's your story. You just tell it how you want to. Okay, so um, well, I was baptized in Jesus' name at the age of seven, and I was one of those kids that was like, you know, at the age of six, I went into my mom's room and I said, "Hey, mom." I'm not going to serve the Lord just because you serve him. I got to find out that he's really real for myself. And I told my mom that she was like speechless. And that was the beginning of my journey um, as far as knowing the Lord. And there was little things that I would do. And I would kind of say, Lord, if you're really real, can you do X, Y, and Z? Can you do this? Well, needless to say, he did it. He he always answered my prayers and he showed up very in a very amazing way when I was a child. So I've just been with him ever since. So um, so I was raised in the church and I did a lot of serving in the church from a very early age. So I would do pulpit ministry. I did a lot of praise dancing. Um, I did a lot of uh, work with the young people's ministry. And that's kind of like where my upbringing was. Um, I eventually got into music, but I was super duper shy. So that was not like anything prolific. Um, My main basic start in music was in band. So at what, third grade, I started to learn how to read music. I learned how to play the clarinet. I learned how to play the saxophone. And that was my introduction into music. So I did that for a a really long time, and I learned the mechanics of singing through playing woodwinds. So the understandings that I would receive about, 
like different things like the vibrato and singing from the diaphragm and different things like that. I have to do the same thing when I play the saxophone. So I got interested in singing. Obviously, for me, singing is a little bit more um, revealing. So I wasn't I didn't feel as free to do it. I, it was something that I would just do uh, at home or in the closet where no one could hear me. Those types of things. I was that kind of kid. But as I grew and as I confronted my fear and became more brave and started to answer that call, um, I became more, um, you know, willing to walk in what I felt like God was calling me to do. So that's kind of my musical journey, kind of where I started. I eventually began to record in the studio and and all of that. And we can get into that a little later. I don't want to be too long-winded talking about myself. I don't really like talking about myself, but that is me in a nutshell. And any questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts, go ahead, Janice. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so cool. You know, you have, you have a very similar story to um, many of us, many of us gospel artists who get started in the church. And like I said before, you and I have so much in common. I got baptized at seven as well. And I was that little kid at like four telling my parents, I want to be saved. So, you know, like yeah. I was, we are, we're very similar in that vein. But yeah, like I said, you have a very, um, like a typical kind of how gospel artists get started. But you do yeah. not have a typical gospel artist sound. So who in the world, like where in the world did you come from? Like <laughs> you have such a unique sound, such a unique style. Can you share with us? Um, a bit about like your inspirations and where does this amazing, you have such like a, I think the best way that I can describe it is like jazzy, but I feel like that doesn't, that doesn't give it the justice. Like it's not quite <laughs> the best way to describe it. So could you just describe your sound and your style and just share like, who were you inspired by? How did you come up with this, this sound and um, how do you balance that unique sound being a gospel artist, right? Because so many people get stuck in their head when you think about what gospel is supposed to sound like. So just share a little bit about your sound, your style, your inspiration, and, and how you manage that in such a straightforward genre. Uh, that's a great question. It's It's a loaded question because I think that's been a struggle for me because I hear music a certain way. And I do realize that we have, we're in a genre where it is kind of like boxed in. And because of that, it, it feels, it's always felt like to me, there's not a lot of room for my difference. But as I learn to just do it the way that I hear it and the way that I feel it, um, I noticed that's where my flow was. So I just kind of gave into that process. I'm someone who I appreciate all different types of singers. I appreciate opera. I appreciate your favorite, Vicki Winans. I appreciate Lisa Page. I appreciate Molly Music. I appreciate Lisa McClendon. I appreciate Daryl Coley and John P. Key. Um, these are people that definitely, even Dorinda, you know, influenced me. Um, I like texture in the voice. I like... You know how men, when men sing, they're more chill. They mm -hmm. just chill and sing. That's my approach. I like to feel. Now, I can holler if I feel the unction, 
but I like to chill and sing to the Lord in that way. That's the way that I like to express. And so some people, they hit it loud and strong real quick. That's not, I like to build. And that's kind of my, um, my MO. But it's been hard really accepting that. And it's kind of harder to fit in when you want to do certain things. And because of that, you learn how to assimilate a lot. Right. And then you start not really being who you really are. And um, you have to kind of come out of that. And I've been challenged to come out of that. Uh, but 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 let's 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 say this. Um, if I'm at church and I'm singing a choir song, I know how to sing with the people around me. Right. I've learned how to adjust and change my sound, you know, so it can be um uh, it can have one sound and it can be a nice musical experience, but um, people influence me for different reasons. You know, um, the tone, the the tone of John P. Key, the rawness in his voice, the rawness in Dorinda's voice, the just, and some people, they inspire me because when they sing, they're so free. Right. That is something for me. The freedom to just do it the way that God put it in you, that does something for me too. So that's kind of my answer in a nutshell. I hope I answered it. You can drill me yeah. with any additional questions you may have about that. But Yeah, you absolutely did. You absolutely did for sure. Um, you definitely described yourself way better than I did. <laughs> and you're, even how you spoke about your approach, that is so true. You are very chill when, you know, like when I listen to your music, I'm going to talk about your EP that you just dropped recently. But when I listen to your music, that's it. it, it definitely gives me the sense that I can listen to this any time of the day. Like I actually have your music on a lot when I'm working um, because it's just that me and God chilling, you know what I mean? And I love, love that approach that you have. Um, and it's so funny, you know, you talked about a couple of things struggling with how to balance that in this straight laced industry. And one of the things um, that the Lord spoke to me uh, when I wrote Do What Jesus Says, I, as I was writing, and I was like, Lord, just don't, this don't sound like what we do. <laughs> and he said to me so clearly, don't judge what I gave you. And I just yes. really, really appreciate artists like you that do not sound like other artists because we need different variations, right? You know, if you're in the office, you can't be tearing the house down, shouting to Vicky, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I mean, you can, but sometimes you need something a little bit more mellow, a little bit more chill, you know? Um, and definitely, mm -hmm. I feel like your music serves that, that demographic. It serves that uh, type of person who is just like, I just want to talk to you, God. You know, ain't got to be loud, ain't got to be big, ain't got to do all that extra stuff, okay? <laughs> I just want to talk to you. Um, and you just have and, such a... Go ahead. No, I was going to say one thing. To, to your point, one of the things that I try to capture when I'm doing my music is a close relationship. Yeah. And you know, when you're close to someone... You don't have to necessarily raise your voice all the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you're just talking. You know what I'm saying? When you're like really in the presence of the Lord and it's all that yeah. peace. You know how the Bible says the, the, the Lord is in the temple, let the earth keep silent. It's like this hush, this stillness. And you don't have to, you don't have to do too much. You know what I'm saying? And so I sing from 
that secret place experience, if you yes. will. And so that's what I'm trying to capture. Yeah, it's contemplated. Yeah, you can think. But I try to make music that's layered. So if you're a Bible thumper like me, you can understand what I'm saying, me and you against the world. Right. To somebody who doesn't know scripture, that may sound like, what is that? Is that a secular song? What does that mean? But you know what I'm saying? The Bible thumper gets it. You right. know what I'm saying? And so I try to capture closeness, even in dark times, even through trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. and really be transparent with the audience to let them know, hey, you know, sometimes we look at church people and we think they're on these pedestals and they're so high and lifted up and they don't, they don't never have a bad day and, and all of that. I know that that's not true. We're human mm-hmm. beings like everybody else, but we have the Holy Ghost, we have Jesus, and yes. we're more than conquerors, we have the victory. It's just using our faith to get us through our mountains. Mm-hmm. And so I... I'm speaking to that. That's my frame of reference when I'm creating. Absolutely. That's definitely heard and it's felt. And I've shared with you off the record um, in times past, because you had that approach, it's such a unique way of pulling people into the presence of God, right? Uh, I've said to you before, you know what to do. You know how to get into God's presence. And when I listen to your music, that's, that's really what happens to me. There was a song specific that I shared with you about heart sings where I was mm-hmm. like dealing with some things going on with the family or whatever have you. And I just had that song on repeat and I just felt the presence of God because it pulled me in so close because yeah. of that approach that you use. And, you know, I think sometimes our fear in being ourselves in our music, yeah. right? is that we feel like, oh, it's not going to be anointed because it doesn't sound like fill in the blank, you know? But I just want to um, just affirm in you that it is. It is so anointed. It is so powerful. And it does exactly what you are intending it to do. Um, And so with that being, I'm sorry, did you want to say something? No, I just said, praise God. That's what I wanted to say. Yes, honey. Okay. But with that being said, I just want to segue right into uh, a, the, the real re- the reason, child, I brought you here. Y'all, let me tell y'all, not only can this girl sing, but like she said, we Bible thumpers over here. We believe in Jesus for real. We got the Holy Ghost for real. And we were yes. having a conversation off the record. I had shared a post because um, I, I finished my single that's coming out soon. And I shared a post basically about some of the fears that I've had. Um and you messaged me and you shared something. Uh, you said, many of us fear this whole thing of, oh, we're not riffing like this person or that person. Um, but are you even authorized to sing in the presence of God? Girl, my whole wig just fell back. Okay. Like I was so done when you said that, because that is such a true statement. And I would just love for you to elaborate on that. Like I said, you know, your music is so different. It is not like Dorinda. It is not like all of these other people, but it is still so anointed. Um, And the anointing is the presence of God. It is, it is, it is proof of that approval that you have the authority to sing in the presence of God. Um, So yeah, I just want you to expound on that a bit and just let's, let's, let's get into it. Okay. Where should I begin with this one? So let me, let me start with a question. Um, Okay. 
So we use the term, oh, that was anointed. We use anointing yes. so loosely. Um, first of all, can you break that down? Like, what is the anointing and how do you access the anointing? That We'll start there. Yes, ma'am. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think we use the term anointing like a cliche. Right. And many people use it and we, some people don't even know what that means. Um, I believe that the anointing comes upon you to complete a task, to Amen. do something very specific. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? Because he's anointed me to do all of these things, to preach the gospel, to set the captives free, to uh, all of these, these things. I feel like when the anointing is present, it's there to accomplish what Jesus said it will accomplish. So somebody's heart is going to be healed after you sing or after you minister. Someone's going to get deliverance. Someone's going to get set free. Something is going to happen, not for your glory, but for God's glory. And I think a part of being anointed because we there's so much confusion with this. Right. And I think because of the times we're living in, there's a lot of idolatry and pulpit idolatry and gospel artist idolatry. Yes. If I am anointed, I feel like the anointing is not going to draw you to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to draw you back to the Lord. It's going to draw you back to him because Simone can't help you. I, I mean, I could talk to you, be a friend and everything like that, but the ultimate is Jesus Christ. And so we have to know why we're there. We need to be very clear about our assignment. And here's the other part, the anointing costs. And I know people say that. Girl, yes. People bypass process and they bypass sanctification and they just rock with the gift Mm. and there's no presence of the Lord over that thing. Right. And what happens is when people do things in a ministry capacity and they do it in themselves and they do it out of their own ability or they do it from their own flesh or from their own soul, then that's dangerous to me. Mm -hmm. And then we have to question, what am I feeling when you sing? Mm. You know, we, what am I feeling? What is that? Because there's other powers that can hijack and do different things right. you know, if we keep it real. And so I believe that in order to be an anointed vessel, you have to be obedient. You can't have a whole bunch of pride. You know what I'm saying? We need to make humility great again. <laughs> Girl, put that on a, on a hat, okay? <laughs> make humility great again because right. he resists death. The proud, but he gives Amen. grace to the humble. I, I, you know, I, I often ask myself, I don't know if sometimes we're, we're folks are serving the same God because the God I know, he casted Satan out for all that pride. So right. how can we stand in the presence of the Lord to minister to him and lead the people into the presence of the Lord full of pride? And sometimes that can take on various different forms. And now I'm talking about things that hinder the anointing. 
All right, family, I am going to pause the conversation right there, but make sure you guys come back for part two next week. And if you want to watch the video version of this conversation, definitely make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And while you're there, make sure you leave a comment. All right. So I hope that you guys are enjoying this conversation. It only gets better from here. So I pray that you are blessed by this week's podcast. I know that you were. And if you were, definitely. Definitely please screenshot this conversation and make sure you tag us on social media at the underscore gospel underground and also leave us a five star rating and review on Apple podcasts. I love you guys so much. Stay focused on Jesus and keep one other in prayer and I will speak to you next week.